Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we debate and rate each Bare Naked Lady song while we try not to alienate our audience, even while people berate us. Tonight's song is not a song, but a ballad. We are discussing the Ballad of Gordon, which is actually a public service announcement for Fox. So, it's not on any albums, which is really a shame. Tonight, I am joined by... Aaron. And Michelle. So, given current headlines, Fox, if they actually (laughs) had some gall, would actually start bringing this back. I would like that. It's such a daring statement about racial harmony, and it's it's such a great song to begin with, so um, I'm not going to hide that. Um, If people want to go out, I'm going to try to put the connection up uh, for this. I'll also add in a little bit of the song right here. There was darkness, there was light, there was day and there was night, there was wrong and there was right. And then there was me, you didn't even know me, but you treated me like dirt. And then there was me, you didn't even know me, but you called me a jerk. And then there was me. If you're looking for this on the web, don't go looking for the ballad of Gordon and Lily, which is by Yo-Yo and the Chaplin. It has a very Bob Dylan-like sound, it's actually a kind of cool song. But don't go looking for that. Also... Watch out for The Ballad of Yarmouth Castle by Gordon Lightfoot or Ballad in Plain D by Gordon Lightfoot. But it's not either of those. This is The Ballad of Gordon. This came out around the same time as Gordon, the album. And it was obviously, I think, recorded pre-Gordon because there's a picture of the group in the liner notes for Gordon, which I just showed you guys before. With them all wearing NASA spacesuits. And that's not in the video. So why don't we talk a little bit about the music? Yes, indeed. It's time for the breakdown. Breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Aaron's gonna talk about construction and time. So, the Ballad of Gordon. The tempo is approximately 290 beats per minute. Very, very fast, as you probably noticed. It's got that kind of... Um, early bnl high energy almost ska like um delivery that uh, i've come to kind of associate with their early years very very fast except for the bridge which is at halftime which is a really Mm. nice breakdown it kind of changes things up a little bit and yeah i mean it's obviously it's a very very fast song there's really uh, it's a short song it's fast it's, uh, you know, it's a little, if I recall correctly, I mean, you guys know more about this than I do, I'm sure, but it was a PSA, right? It was like a, it was like a, basically a, div- a pro-diversity PSA in an early 90s Fox. Correct. Yeah. It's in the key of A major, and the chord progression is 1, 3, 4, 5, or 1, 3, 4, 5, 1. It's a very common chord progression, well known as a rock ballad progression. Uh, a famous song that I could refer to is Changes by David Bowie. Great song. Great song. Yeah. That's a one, three, four, five, one as well. Uh, man, can we do an Alpha Bowie podcast at some point as well? <laughs> I would be down for that. The structure is verse one. It launches right into the verse. They really didn't have time for an intro. They just wanted to get the, the message out. So it launches right into the verse, into the chorus, back to the verse, to the chorus, to the bridge in halftime. That's the I don't have hands across the galaxy I flew. I don't have hands across the galaxy I flew. Heard a peaceful message sent by you. Now I find you're judged by color and size. I love that they have the little uh, image of Voyager. Uh, fly across mm. at that point. That was really nice. And then back into verse 3, Isaac I who sails the sky. Uh, back into the co- final chorus, then there was we, and then the outro, which is the same changes as B, the chorus, pretty much. It's, uh, it's pretty much a DS Alcoda situation for my fellow music nerds. Uh, a, B, A, B, C, A, B, 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 B. It's interesting you keep referencing chorus because, like, can there be a chorus if the lines are different each time it comes well, back to that? Yeah, yeah, because the co- I'm, f- I'm referring more to, like, the feel of the music. I mean, you could call it a refrain, um, but yeah, it, it's it's more about when I say verse, chorus, verse, chorus, um, I'm talking about the form of the song if, if, you, if you think of it as a typical pop song, which obviously this is a little bit outside of that format is it's a PSA first and then kind of a song second, but what a great song. 
It's a great little song, and uh, I certainly enjoyed it. And yeah, from from a typical pop rock perspective, uh, A B A B C A B B, uh, very very typical, straightforward, you know, verse chorus verse chorus bridge verse chorus uh, kind of situation. And again, very common chord progression, but very very well delivered upon, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought Steven's vocals at the beginning were just utter perfection. Yeah. I just, the sound of his voice was so good. And I just love the chord progression. You know, it just, like, the, they hit the notes where you want them to hit them. And it just moves where you want it to go. And it's just such an upbeat song. And it was, I totally forgot about this PSA. And watching it when I did now, and seeing at the end where it says racial harmony, I just thought, wow, we need this more today than we've ever needed it. Yeah, so true. I think I'm going to start posting it on my Facebook wall and just remind people. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're green, if you have oh pants, if you're black, if you're white. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Can we're I just... All... Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to run over you there, Michelle. No, that's Please fine. Finish your, finish your thought. No, no, that's fine. That's I basically was finished. Uh, I can I just say I've really loved the Michael Jackson reference uh, to black and black mm. or white. Uh, that's a song that I think a lot of people kind of thought of as kind of cheesy, and you know I was comparisons to We Are the World and stuff like that. Well, but and honestly, hands, hands across America, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. But like honestly, hands across the galaxy. That's a great, right. that's a great song. I really like Black or White by by Michael Jackson. I think that's kind of like one of his underrated gems i think that's a really it's a great song it's got a really great the instrumentation is great you know the melody is great uh it was the beginning of well not the beginning but it was certainly one of the notable stops along the <laughs> journey of his progression into more and more weirdness but uh with you know the turning into the jaguar and smashing the car and stuff but uh <laughs> but i mean the song is great i've always had a soft spot for that song so I love that they kind of uh, not only took some, you know, made a lyrical reference, but they actually took the hook from that song and yes. put it into the song and the melody. I, I thought that was a really nice touch. And of course, fit the theme. So if you're thinking about being a spaceman, it don't matter if you're black or white, or purple or green or blue or red or yellow with polka dots on your head. I had feels of Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh, yeah. Where they were going, when they start listing all the different colors that you could be, uh, it reminded me a lot mm. of the Joseph's coat music. But yeah, they list off 20 different colors in Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. And. This when they started rattling off all the different colors, it just had that you know brought brought to mind that which I love that musical anyway. So it was a good memory, um, and then of course they spliced away from that and even and started going to you could be made of different things and and I really like the bounciness of this song. It reminds me very much of the song that we're going to cover in two weeks of Yoko Ono. Like it's not the same, but it has that kind of there's a definite feel similarity with those two songs. Mm. Agreed, agreed. And I, what I thought of when I heard this song was that initial, what was it, the people, I want to say the people's corner, but it... Speaker's, speaker's corner? Speaker's corner. I, yeah. Somehow the rock in my mind. <laughs> but uh, Speaker's Corner, I thought they were kind of like very abridged and fast delivery of Yoko Ono trying to like basically fit as much of their song into the 30 second segment as they could. I thought that was brilliant. And that kind of their delivery of how, how fast this was kind of reminded me of that. Do you smell the craft mac and cheese we're cooking? No. We got to get Dwayne Johnson to do some kind of collab with the BNL now. That'd be great. Dwayne Johnson, if we you're know listening you listen. to this podcast, we'd love Please to have you on. on as a guest. We would. We really would. We love you, Dwayne. You're awesome, man. We'd love to smell what The Rock is cooking. Oh, yeah. So come on down. 100%. You know, by the way, he is missing out on a real opportunity to do a cooking podcast. Oh, my God. Like, he totally needs I feel to. Like I would watch the crap out of that. <laughs> oh, yes. Because you know he's got to be a great cook. I mean, look at oh, him. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. We'll have, him, we'll have him on, and when we have him on, we'll do a segment about cooking his mac and cheese. <laughs> Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Dot com. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
Yes. Did you guys have any other things about the lyrics? Because we kind of naturally melded over mm. to the lyrics while we were talking about the music. I just thought it was great. I thought it was such a nice song of inclusion. Like that just, especially for when I listened to it, it just felt like, oh, there's hope in the universe. You know, mm. it's not, we're not totally, because it's pretty dark and crazy right now. And I'm oh, yeah. <laughs> not, not feeling great about the state of the world. But hearing something like that, even though it's from a thousand years ago, it's still like, right there's still that spark of hope in all of us and we just need to be inclusive of each other no matter what just because we don't look the same or think the same or act the same it doesn't mean we're not all worth something we can't all get along we can all get along or at least be civil we can be civil right yeah oh that's the thing yeah getting along doesn't necessarily mean always agreeing with each other it just means being able to respect each other's differences and uh and have civil discourse, which, yeah. I mean, as much as I feel like the whole civil discourse in the past thing is as is, is much a myth as <laughs> anything else, we were just rude in different ways. I, I do I do feel like things are getting kind of crazy out there. I, and, you know, I mean... Uh, Everything's coming to a head. That's Aaron's hot take. Mm. Wow, things are crazy out there. <laughs> I know. I should, <laughs> we... Aaron's hot take. I'm kind of sad that there's a recording because I really like doing it live. You can just mix it. You can mix Michelle and mix a new Michelle in every time. It just gets more and more layered. Um, yes. My hot Each take. Time. Apparently, it should be Aaron's gross oversimplification this week because I'm like, ah, just things are crazy out there. But you guys know what I'm talking. I mean, to things, Michelle's point. How else can you say it? Yeah. They really things come are to freaking a crazy out there. Yeah. And, and it's. I, I really like. A couple things in, in the lyrics. One is this idea, the idea of a song from the perspective of an alien visitor looking at the insanity of our world and all the hatred and bigotry and all, you know, labeling each other by how we look and things like that. Um, it reminds me... I like that. Go ahead, Tracy. I, it's very... It's very sarcastic Canadian well, again, where they're giving this yeah. kind of really cynical look at who we are yeah. by looking at it from an outsider's point of view. But it's not like he's being crass about it it's once again it has that canadian sarcastic sort of humor where it's still polite and that's one of the like things i love about that piece even when even when they're like reflecting that mirror back on us it's very very i don't polite's the only way to put it like it, it it's in a way that you could easily hear it but hopeful it's also hopeful Yes. Well, it reminded me a lot of Douglas Adams, one of my favorite authors. You know, because I think big mm -hmm. part of a big part of why I loved those books so much, and I, you know, I like the radio plays and the the film and the BBC show and everything, all the incarnations. But I love the books the best, and um, I think the reason I love those so much, I gravitate uh, gravitated towards those in high school, is because they re they reflected a certain amount of anxiety I had about the world and the way things operated. And I think it was his way of being able to poke fun at it uh, from a distance, you know, from uh, the stance of an outsider, from, you know, an alien stance. What would people think? And I, I, even as much as, like, Ford Prefect, the character coming to Earth and uh, mistaking cars for the dominant life form, I thought that was a brilliant little piece of commentary <laughs> right there in itself. So that's, yeah, there's actually a really great, uh, okay, random, random offshoot here, but there's a really great uh, Korean film called Save the Green Planet. Uh, which I cannot recommend enough. It's not for children, so don't. It's not a family movie, but it is a very, very well done, very, very uh, kind of crazy, surreal, absurd genre pastiche of a film, and it's uh, it's a wonderful film, and it has kind of similar ideas about aliens and are there have there been aliens and if so, what would they have thought of us? Would they not think us to be these violent beasts? You know. Um, so it's it's a great film that I highly recommend. This song kind of made me think of that. The final thing I'll say about the lyrics, I love the progression from, you know, then there was me to at the end, then there was we. Mm. Uh, and despite in the middle having that kind of, uh, you had the, you know, as the Empire Strikes Back, right? You had the people were mocking him for being different, things like that, but he was still accepting and finally he was accepted. And I thought that was, mm. uh, that was really, you know, I, I, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the bare naked ladies meet Mr. Rogers, you know. Yeah. Like you, I like you just the way you are, and and this Indeed. alien comes to Earth and sees the freaks that we are, and still wants to be part of it, and still doesn't judge us, and just accepts us. 
for who we are. And I think we need to accept other people and not stand for um, hatred and mm-hmm. speaking hatred down when we see it. Well, and it's such an interesting way to approach racial harmony. Like, to, to take it from, you know, take, and once again, B&L doing what they do so wonderfully, and use the allegory of alien using the double the double meaning mm. of that word. But also, we, you gotta remember, like, at that time in, in our culture, like, this is when X-Files was big and prominent, and X-Files, the big thing on X-Files was aliens are dangerous, they're out to get us, they're out there, and, you know, that was kind of the, the culture about aliens at that time. And here we have an alien, like, no, this is a kind and sharing and caring area. Matter of fact, we're the bad guys yeah. in this possible situation. It's, it's first, to go Star Trek nerd <laughs> on you, it's, it's first contact, right? You know, like, we met the Vulcans. Um, yeah, I lo- that's part of, that's why I love, you know, I, of course I, I work for a certain tech company that will not be named, but they're, they're famously uh, Star Wars enthusiasts, uh, and I enjoy, I've been known myself to enjoy Star Wars, uh, just a little project that me and Tracy maybe worked on for about, you know, half our lives. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, certainly I enjoy Star Wars, but I'm, I'm, I admit, uh, when, if you may, if you force me to choose, I'm going Trek every time. And it's because of that optimistic, uh, view of the future and that potentially, like, the idea that if we did experience, uh, life outside of, of Earth, maybe, hopefully, finally, we can stop fighting over the tiny perceived differences between ourselves and realize, you know, we're way, way more similar than we are different. And, um... Yeah, I just I, I hope for some kind of unifying experience like that that hopefully won't be you know at the cost of many lives. Right. <laughs> that was that was one of the great lines of this song is that he says I came down here. You sent this great peaceful message up to right, the stars, right. and that's why I came. And he's like, and now I find that you're judging each other by this color and the size. Well, that's to me. We we sent Voyager as a message of peace. And we had that gold phonograph record, and we put on great works of music and speeches and stuff. But as Carl Sagan was quick to point out, some of the very first visual images ever broadcast at the speed of light from Earth and reaching out to the, to space were. Hitler's Olympics. So, oh no! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, in the honeymoon, you get the honeymooners. So he's always threatening <laughs> to, to moon, beat her and, and knock her to the moon. Yeah, we don't exactly paint ourselves a good picture, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, maybe we're maybe we're not exactly putting out the best message. I mean, I guess the Olympics weren't bad. You would have to know all everything that Hitler was associated with to be like, oh, that was the shameful Olympics. <laughs> Although, well, not that shameful really, because the U.S. had a bunch of like, you know. Um, african-american athletes who just like totally squashed his uh aryan superiority theory but uh we won't we won't get into that it's not a politics <laughs> podcast but I, our history podcast but I, I enjoy that kind of thing but um yeah it was kind of an interesting footnote to to voyager's message i don't think that bnl ever does anything accidentally no i don't think they throw away any lines um i mean once in a great while it feels that way bobby would probably say they do but <laughs> <laughs> but you have these lines in here that people could say are throwaway lines like what is fruit that's to me is a is a very revealing line i think it's a nice little statement about how we take things for granted that aliens wouldn't take you know, like they might not know what fruit is like we're we're sitting there and saying that he looks like fruit and he's like well what what is fruit <laughs> You know, so it's actually a nice little statement that we take things for granted quite often. Reminds me of that episode of Archer where he's like, wow, it's really hard to talk without using idioms. <laughs> and then you got you got Tyler, who's then saying, stop or I'll shoot. And that, what a great statement. Mm. Even though it's a quick line about our violence and our jump to violence. You know, I think it's like those little tiny lines aren't throwaway lines. And they also have a lot of really great play on words in this song as well. Like, I love when they're switching, I think it's from the bridge to the third verse. I can't believe what you call my eyes, the guy yeah. that, <laughs> that sails the skies. So this is the second time they were, they use the, you know, word isn't the correct word to use here. Um, but the phrase eyes, because mm. they use it and I love you too. So I almost wonder if that's kind of a colloquialism from their area of Canada that, that kind of gets used often. Um, 
because they, they come back to it a couple of times. But I like how they're using that double meaning there. Where you got eyes as an I as, or I am, the guy from the skies. But you also got the I can't believe what you call my eyes. So they're kind of playing on words with that. Is that an, that must be a Newfoundland thing, right? Are they, they're not from Newfoundland, are they? No, they're from Scarborough, which is just around, it's uh, just northeast, yeah. I think, of, of uh, Toronto. Eyes, eyes definitely sounds like a Newfoundland thing. I mean, I'm, I'm just talking out, out of my. Uh, You're talking out your eyes. Out of my eyes right now, <laughs> but uh, that's that's where I would guess the eyes would be very popular. It seems like a maritime thing. Could be any kind. Of, it seems like a sailor thing. I guess in my my mind, I have Popeye the sailor man in my head. Eyes, eyes telling you. I don't know. Not like he's. And when I think of Newfoundland, I don't think of Popeye. By the way, I apologize to the entire province. Of Except for Halifax. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm Popeye's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it's an interesting little little kind of comment there. I love the connecting the connecting phrases as well. Mm. Michelle, I feel like we've been kind of steamrolling you here. Do you have anything you'd like to say? No, I just I just loved Stephen's voice in the yeah. introduction. It was just so utterly, perfectly, beautifully Stephen. And that just made the song for me. I mean, aside, the whole, it was like a perfect sandwich. Like, Stephen at the beginning, and then the racial harmony at the end. It was just perfect. The video also reminded me of Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yes! Okay, that's what I was... Oh! I was wondering, trying to breach into the recesses of my mind. I was like... It had that, that kind of feel to that it. aesthetic. Yeah, there's a real kind of kitschy... Kitschy is a the very, right word. Yeah, there's a very specific kind of aesthetic that Pee Wee had that mm-hmm. was like absurdist kitsch, I guess is the word I would use, which I love. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, now, do you guys remember that as a PSA? Because I kind of sort of... It, it, it definitely struck me as familiar when as soon as it started up. But it wasn't like the kind of thing where I was like, oh, I remember this playing all the time. Did you guys remember that playing back on TV? Well, this... You gotta remember that at this point in time, Fox wasn't big. Like it mm. hadn't really taken off at this point. So, and it was only on Fox. Well, I loved The Simpsons at That's, the time, so the so Fox yeah. was definitely. Yes, I was in '86. I think it was or '87. Um, we every Sunday night we would watch um, Tracy Ullman show. Yep. 21 Jump Street. I think there was something else, uh, but they were all on, and that was like our Sunday night. That's back when Fox was, they were the rebel company. They were the, yeah. They were the rebels, because the Simpsons started on the Tracy Ullman show, and then they got their own show. Fox was the edgy Um, network at that time. Yes, but I I recorded on VHS all of the 21 Jump Street episodes mm. because Johnny Depp oh, wow. was so um, <laughs> be still my beating Mar- heart. I'm I'm guessing you probably didn't watch this, but Married with Children. Oh, Married with Children. That's the other one. Yes, yes. that's the that's the, I was couldn't remember what the third show was, but it was all on the same night. Oh, and um, I don't remember the PSA so much as I remember Ed, like his costume. I'm like, yeah, that, I feel like I've seen that before. That's ringing up some bells. <laughs> well, um, it's, it's funny on on the YouTube. I, I saw this on a on a YouTube video, and uh, there were comments underneath where people were saying, "Thank you for posting this. I thought it was crazy." <laughs> Like I, I thought I was dreaming this <laughs> this thing that used to be, but no, yes, it's a real thing. Uh, I think it's great that Fox reached. I would assume reached out to them and said, "Hey, you guys want to do a kind of inclusive uh, PSA and just make make a message and kind of like you know you can't say anything without ticking off half the internet right now. So it's it's like right. I feel like if you're like, hey man, shouldn't we all just get along? They'd be like, oh, you're a, you're a liberal hippie, whatever. And if you're communist, and then if you're like, you know, if you say like, hey, well, can we just relax uh, on this whole inclusivity thing? Then you're a Nazi. So it's like, uh, I just feel like there, there's got to be there's got to be some ground where we can just kind of uh, just as, as Michelle said, call for call for respect and call for for a little civility and. Let's um, conduct mm-hmm. ourselves with some tact yes, and grace tact and great... politeness yes. and agree to disagree. Decorum. Yes. So there are things that need to be done, but if it's just a... If you want to be a spaceman, it don't matter if you're left or right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. 
I, I do think that there is something that speaks to me about a message that is unironic and unabashed. You know what? Honestly, here's here's an interesting one. Uh, I'm going to reference Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Be, Be excellent, excellent to, to each, each other. other. <laughs> you know, and yes, 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 it was a silly movie, but that is a very good sentiment that I wish we would all take to heart. Yeah. It's poignant as hell. And I remember being touched deeply by that line, yeah, seeing the movie. Mm -hmm. Of course, I loved Keanu Reeves, so that helped. <laughs> Keanu, if it you're is. listening, please come on. We love you. Keanu Reeves, if you're listening, oh, yes. please come on the show. <laughs> we would love to talk to you, and we'll be excellent I want to know what John um, Wick's favorite Bare Naked Ladies song is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want to know what Bill and Ted's favorite bare naked lady song would be <laughs> and alex winters as well whoa bill if we had a million dollars right exactly we would start a band <laughs> the most excellent um, band i think that's what's great about this video like it was coming out at a time when there was a lot of a lot of racial kind of discord kind of going on. Well, I was just going to ask, when were the L.A. riots compared to this release? Mm. This must have been shortly after, probably. I think the L.A. riots were in 93, weren't they? So or, this was, uh, did this predate them? It was predates them. Yeah, this wow. was this was nice because this came out about six months after Black or White came out. Yeah. Oh, L.A. riots were in '92. Oh, they were. so okay. might have been so right maybe, around the time. Because I thought April Black 20, or, I thought Black or White was a response to the L.A. riots. So maybe April 29th to May 4th, according to Wikipedia okay. of 1992. Man. So, so this may have this may have been a response to the riots. This like might have been Fox's kind of ago. response because we get no. How is that possible? It's weird because there's so little information about this. There's no information like a when it first aired or who approached who about doing it. I'm guessing Fox probably did, um, but there's no information about it or who wrote it. Um, once again, I think yeah, this I is would probably really a love to come get some info on that. Yeah, Ed, Steve, any of you, we'd love to talk to you about this song. Any former Fox execs, please come on the show. We'd love to talk to you. Rupert about, Murdoch, uh, we'll talk with yeah. you. <laughs> Tracy Ullman, we'd love to speak yeah. to you. Mac Rainey. Homer Simpson. Let's just let's just <laughs> let's just uh, throw out the invite. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I I I love this little PSA. I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. It's the kind of thing. I mean, I don't. I don't know that I'll actively seek it out all the time, but it's definitely running through my head. And it's probably going to be one of those things that I'll wake up one, one of these mornings and it'll be stuck in my head. And I'll, I'll be like, okay, let me just listen to it to kind of get it in there. And then maybe it'll jam it loose. You know what I mean? So it's an earworm. That's what I would describe it as. It's an earworm. And in the best possible sense. Yes. If you had to write a PSA, what would you have Bare Naked Ladies do a PSA over if it was about today other than racial harmony i mean there's the serious answer and there's the silly answer oh i, I want to hear the silly answer first the silly answer <laughs> is auto-tune <laughs> <laughs> i totally want to hear that i want to hear them auto-tune the whole song but do it so horribly bad that no yeah. one ever wants to hear auto-tune ever again <laughs> that's my silly answer uh serious answer i mean there, there are so many i think you know what uh civil discourse why not you know i think that's a topic we could coming back to and it, it, i think that there are much more serious problems to address in a psa but i also feel like this problem of civil discourse is blocking us from having any kind of rational or progressing conversation towards resolving any of these issues i feel like we're at a deadlock because everything is ratcheted up to 11 everyone's just screaming talking points at each other and not listening and until we resolve that problem yes there are other bigger problems perhaps and you know I, there, are, there are horrible things happening all over the world but i feel like we're gonna be hard pressed to resolve them until we can talk to each other and, and do so in a way that's, that's constructive and what better band to talk right. about civil discourse than well, BNL. Let's get Ed and Steve might, back to write right, a song together. I suggest, about <laughs> yeah, Ebony and Ivory. You know, we, we reunite the band. Ivory and Ivory. Could be Ivory and Ivory, really, but, you know. But we get Michael Jackson in on it, too. 
That's right. I mean, that I would be thr- interesting. Thriller, right? He's <laughs> thriller Michael Jackson. So we can now we have a time machine going back to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. No, I just mean he's a zombie in Thriller, so I figured. Oh. Okay. We are now infusing fits. I apologize to the estate of Michael Jackson. Estate of Michael Jackson, if you're listening, please come on the show. <laughs> what do you think, Michelle? Do you yes. have it? What would you suggest for a PSA? I would like them to do a whole after-school special oh. on etiquette and debate and how to think rationally and how to respond rationally and how not to... Um, react emotionally with vitriol first thing like I'd have them do like a little ditty about number one do this number two (laughs) step back number three take a look at the person you know what I mean like I can picture like a song they could use box set as their background music with with steps maybe for their next kids album they could do a song about counting to ten when you're mad instead of immediately (laughs) yes I like it so there you go, BNL. We've got your next album ready for you. I would like to see Steve write a song with Ed about addressing and working with and understanding people with mental illness. So Steven's mm-hmm. doing the, a, a keynote speech next month for, I don't remember which mental health organization in Canada. And he's doing like an hour, two hour long presentation, almost like a TED talk in Canada on mental illness. Which I'm like, as a as a mental health provider, I'm like, I really wish I could get a copy of that. I would love to watch the, like that. That's right in my wheelhouse, right there. So, what is going on with your screen? <laughs> oh, I'm running my my anti-burnout program. Oh, okay. so I've got, for, I just realized it looks like I'm in party mode. Over it here does. You, it for those who are are at home and cannot see this, it, it like Aaron is flashing all these different colors of the rainbow right now: red and green and blue and purple. It's my message Aaron's of having... inclusion, Tracy. It's my message of oh, it's your rainbow. Acceptance. I was thinking you were having a rave. Well, that too. It's an acceptance. It's a diversity rave. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have one more question for you guys. As a Doctor Who fan, one of my favorite scenes in Doctor Who in recent years was Fish Fingers and Custard. And of course, in this song, the alien, Gordon, talks about wanting to eat pizza. If you had an alien come to Earth, you were the first person <laughs> to introduce him to, what would what kind of food would you introduce and exclude allergies? He can figure out allergies somehow. What would you introduce this alien to for food? Lobster mac and cheese. Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that one. You get two different two different major types of food in a very good combination there. Mm. Nice. And then nap time. I mean, are you are you asking Tracy if if the alien comes down and says, "Human, give me something delicious, or I will destroy your planet." Oh, I was Is this like a saving more... the Earth from an alien? No, no. I was thinking more like Gordon. Come, came down and he's like, introduce me to something really good I mean, and savory have, here. I would have pizza and beer with Gordon. But if it was an, if it was an alien who was like, I will destroy everything <laughs> unless you show me something that is good, then I would introduce them to A5 uh, Japanese Wagyu. Uh, definitely <laughs> Kobe, maybe Miyazaki. Uh, I would be like, you know what? If you have a lot of space, space dollars to kill, uh, go and eat... Uh, Go and eat some Kobe beef. It's delicious. (laughs) Now, me personally, when I was thinking of this, because I've had time to think of this one since I came up with the question, I was thinking that given it was Gordon, it sounds like he wouldn't be big on eating meat. He wouldn't be big on the idea of like, yeah, let's eat these other other animals that are on your planet that, you know, that you keep killing. Um, That's why I said pizza and beer with Gordon. Pizza and beer, yeah. So, (laughs) to me... Pizza would be one of my ones, or mm-hmm. pasta with cheese sauce, so a really good mac, mac and, and cheese. cheese. Yeah. Probably not Kraft, sorry Kraft, but you, you know we, we would love your sponsorship, but no. But what um, if they had really fancy Dijon ketchups, Tracy? Maybe with a fancy Dijon <laughs> ketchup, yes. <laughs> and then, or or nachos. I mean, if you're not getting a clue here, oh. I love cheese. Um, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Aren't you, wait. I did not get this body by loving like lean foods, <laughs> <laughs> and then I would mix it with a really, really good wine. 
Mm. You're not French, are you? N- no, <laughs> not no. not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> the French know how to live, my friend. Ooh, poutine. Poutine, of course. Oh. What was I thinking? Yes, poutine. you have to have poutine in there. Yes. Do you guys... I, I did not realize I started off this part of the project with like, oh yeah, this will be really quick, and then took up a half an hour of my time. Do you guys realize how many songs there are with the name Ballad in them? Or starting off with Ballad? There's like 50 songs out there. Holy cow. Well, there's gotta be more than that. Well, 50 that were on, on iTunes at least, available on iTunes. And some, some of the singers actually like did multiple songs with the name Ballad. Like Elton John has three songs with the name Ballad. The Ballad of Danny ba- Bailey, yeah. Ballad of a Well-Known Gun, Ballad of Blind Tom. Well, it's interesting because, <laughs> as I said, 1345 is, is known as a, quote, rock ballad oh. progression. So, I, I don't know. They're all Maybe that, was, that could have been intentional. I, now, I don't, you guys know the history better than I do. Were BNL, like, did they go to college for music? Or did any of them? Or, they didn't I know go to some college. Of the best bands, some of the best bands went to college for, like, English as it happens, but um, um, yeah, they well, I think college. they started right out of high school. I don't yeah. remember if Steve went to college for a year, but Ed started up. It was the band started up as soon as Ed was out of high school. But they were all yeah. in the gifted and talented music programs that came out of Scarborough. Yeah, no surprise there. I ask because it seems like they know their theory. You know what I mean? It seems like they it, they either just have listened to and absorbed so much. Uh, you know, rock, pop, blues, country, that it's just natural to them, and it just happened to, to be able to fit into that. But it just seems like a lot of their stuff flows really naturally from, you know, uh, from, from theory. So I would like to, hey, any of the BNL <laughs> members, please come on the show. I'd love to talk theory with you guys. <laughs> oh, I, that reminds me. Did any of you guys catch the last line of the song? I don't think I do. So it's really hard to hear, but it's written on all the different uh, lyric notes. Um, wherever you look on the internet, it's in there. I um, like your hat. <laughs> I like your hat, yeah. Which, oh, yeah. once again, you might think is a throwaway line, but as a parent, I know these guys didn't have kids at the time. Um, they were much too young for that. But as a parent, and has read this book multiple times, I like your hat. I think, personally, I'm... I, it could be just a random throwaway, but I think more likely it's a reference to it, a kid's book. There is it Go Dog Go? Go Dog Go. No. Like a That was one of my favorite. you know what's funny, Tracy, that you bring that up because I like your hat. It sort of like rang a bell in my head. And at first I was thinking of Stephen Sondheim with um Sunday in the Park with George, but like, well that's not it. But it was in the back of my head and just as you just brought it up now, I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's go dog go. That was one of my favorite books of all time from way back in the very early seventies. Um, and just that I wonder if that's it. Yeah, I wonder because it's a repeating thing throughout that book. Of yes. throughout the book, it's these two people who don't know how to interact with each other and how to get along, and they're through that inquiry of liking someone's hat and not knowing how to respond. At the end, he ends up saying, "I do like that hat. I love <laughs> that party hat." And that's like being it's it's that learning that communication and that social interaction, which is what this song is all about anyway. So I can't think that that's a throwaway line for these guys. Entirely possible. Interesting. It, it's an out there theory, and I would love to be able to ask them about it, but just because... Dear Ed and Steve, we want the two of you on the show together, and we want to talk about some things, this included. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> That's our big first question. <laughs> Why did you write, I like your hat? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not about back, not about any of that. Although I really do want to know the story behind that. So do I. And the other thing I want to know is, why was this not included on any of their Rarities albums? Yeah, you'd think this would be like a, you know, a hidden track. This is prime for like a hidden track. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, the song is gorgeous. I know that as we progress further and further into the Twitch sphere, I just made that up, I think. (laughs) Uh, As we progress further and further into the realm of podcasts and vodcasts and video 
blog vlogs. I sound like an old man now. You kids with your Pac-Man video games and your hip-hop music. Um, as we progress further and further towards, you know, self-made, self-produced content, which I think is wonderful, and that's what we're doing right now, of course, and I, of course I fully support it as a musician and as a, a podcaster. Um, but I, there's also this part of me that loves people who use YouTube to put up these old rare things that you can't find anywhere else. Mm. Like, there was this public television show from Canada that we got because we were in Maine. We were close enough to the border. So, like, our Maine public network was like, well, we need to have three hours we need to fill, so let's take some programming from, you know, 50 miles away across the border from Canada. Uh, and then, like, I, I was, like, just out of randomly, my brother and I were just talking. We are like, hey, I wonder if somebody uploaded that to YouTube. And they did. And we just laughed because we're like, wow, so, you know, someone else out there was like, hey, man, I'd really like to see this again. And and not only that, but the very first comment was something like, prayers have been answered. So <laughs> I just love that there's this what little segment the show, in there that's like trolling, that's like trolling for oddities like that. What was the show? Uh, today's Special was the name <gasps> of the show. Today's Special. I love that show with show. Jeff and Jody. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Sam and yeah. Muffy. Yeah. My yeah. brother and sister and I religiously watched that show. <laughs> Fantastic. I, yeah, I always like when I find someone who knows what I'm talking about if I say Today's Special. Oh, my God. <laughs> today's Special. Yeah, exactly. And you have the perfect, like, lights going on you right now, Aaron, for it. <laughs> yeah, it's very 80s in here. Every, every day's a rave here at the Cold War Studios. I and wish Jeff I was recording. To learn so much. I wish I was recording Aaron right now, so because he's got a green screen behind him, and I could put today's special behind him. <laughs> I was thinking a, a club, a discotheque, as the kids say. But yeah, I would go on today's special as well. So I have Although, a question for you guys. Then, like, yes, okay. There's a for all the blogosphere out there. There was a TV show on. It was. I only have random memories of it, and it probably was a horrible TV show. I have no idea because all I can remember is these brief moments, and it, it's not coming to me fully right now. But they were on this ship out in the ocean. It was like a schooner type vessel. They were like going out there to explore and research whales, um, and then they get lost. Oh, Sequest. No, it wasn't Sequest, because it was out on a schooner, like, above the okay, ocean. it wasn't like a submarine, um, yeah. So hopefully someone out there that's that's Water listening to our show will remember what this what this TV show was. Was it, TV, was it in the 80s? It was in the 80s. It was very distinctly... What channel was it on? It was a PBS-type TV show, or like a ABC morning TV-type show, where they had those really weird... They didn't do the cartoons, but they would do the weird TV shows. So, so it was a live action, not cartoon. Yes. Yep. Hmm. I wish I could remember it. I'm hoping that it's up on the internet somewhere, but like researching like random like things like that will take you down a black hole. So These I'm hoping someone knows the name. to use a computer to animate something. Back then, animation was very expensive, so they had all these weird live action shows. But now I feel like you just load up some some wireframes into Flash and just make a TV show. And <laughs> well, I remember the teachers like so. We'd have these days where our teachers would be out, and and so this is back when I was elementary school and, and middle school, and teachers would go out and they'd be like, you know what? I don't want to give the spe- the the substitute too hard a time. I'm going to make them watch this for the whole English class or the whole social studies class. <laughs> <laughs> it would whenever we had a sub, we knew that's what we'd be watching. Huh. So. Well, you know, I just wanted to say, this is us, and uh, this is the rails. <laughs> We're way off we the rails. Okay. Far, far. For those Maybe. of you at home. <laughs> this is our longest Just imagine episode. us going way off the rails. All right, well, maybe that's we should I'm... talk about ratings. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's probably a good idea. A good idea. For a one-minute and 90-second song, we have taken three hours. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, this is going to be a short episode. I know. I was like, we're done much. in 20 minutes. I'm going to keep in that comment, Michelle, and people are going to be like, I wonder if he cut out a whole bunch of editing <laughs> stuff there. <laughs> Did they really record for three hours? <laughs> uh, the podcast about nothing. Um <laughs> So, for ratings... And I long for the sound of your voice. Ratings, I picked Racial Harmony. How much Racial Harmony are we going to give this Ooh. song? 
And I give it a 4.5. I just, mm. I loved it. Steven's voice could not be more perfection. It just, it just takes you on a journey. And then just the message of the song, those two things, um, it's a 4.5 for me. Solid all the way. Aaron, how about you? I really enjoyed this. And, and way more, if you had told me that it is a, a 90 second PSA, about racial harmony from the early 90s. I would not have thought I would have liked it nearly as much as I did. Uh, I really do like it. I did not like it quite as much as A or B my Yoko Ono, so I just couldn't give it a 4, but I give it a 3.9 wholeheartedly. It is a great little 90-second tune, and uh, it's, a, it's a heck of an earworm, as I mentioned. I, I Amen. did like it quite a bit. Tracy. All right. So, what songs do I have? In, I can't look it up right now. What what songs do I have in the four range here? In the four range, um, you've got allergies, adrift, bad day, aluminum, baby seat, as you like it. All in good time. Alternative girlfriend. Alternative girlfriend is All a right. four point seven five. What did I give allergies? Allergies. You gave a four. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. Here's how I'm looking at this. <laughs> to me, I think this song really deserved, and I don't know why it is not, on snack time. Um, it should have been. This this was totally a snack time thing. My guess is that Fox owns it, and so mm. and Fox is not releasing it. Um, likely. They're not playing fair. Curse um, you, Murdoch. <laughs> so... I think this belongs on there, so I'm going to rate it as a kid's song because one, it's not on their normal albums, and two, I really do believe this is this was aimed at kids as well as adults, um, and just has that kids feel. So I'm going to rate it. I think it's higher than allergies, so I'm going to give it. Oh, I haven't thought this out. Four point two five. Nice. Very nice. So that brings us. The ballad of Gordon is. Ooh, it's up there. It's up there. So, uh, Ballad of Gordon is currently sitting at a comfortable 4.21666666 racial harmonies, putting it at our current number three after Alcohol and Alternative Girlfriend, just ahead of A, which personally I ever so slightly disagree with, but you know what? Are you saying A was robbed? (sighs) A is such a great song, guys. Tracy didn't like A. I blame you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But this is a great song, and it definitely is deserving to be up there in the ranking. <laughs> and to me, it sounds like them. This is what yeah. they sound like. You know what I mean? If I'm Gordon a- came to Earth and said, show me what the Bare Naked Ladies sound like, I might show him the money out of Gordon. <laughs> How <laughs> meta. <the> money. <laughs> How know, very right? meta. We have to go deeper, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. All right, we've held up this podcast long enough. All right, be excellent Woo! to each other. Folks. We should we should probably tell people what we're what we're going to cover next week. If you haven't well, pick, Tracy, picked up ahead. on my little hints in the last couple of minutes, Tracy, uh, as I was saying, we need more money here uh, <laughs> at the Bare Naked ABCs, and I feel like I don't want to do anything desperate, like go out and rob a bank. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if we should set up some kind of Patreon or people, we should set up like a tip jar or people can buy us a coffee or something. But we I, need I corporate like we provide, sponsors. We provide some entertainment. Cor- there we go. That's what or we, we will have to go out and rob some banks. <laughs> Did you guys hear the one about the, I think it was an Australian man who robbed a bank and he was found guilty, but the judge overruled the, uh, the finding uh, because he claimed that the jury may have been swayed due to the fact that the man's name was Rob Banks. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Please tell me that's a joke. I want to believe that's true. If it's not, it's a joke on him. (laughs) (laughs) That is just bad parenting right there. (laughs) That should be... I think Michelle's Googling it right now. That should be be a rule for child neglect right there. Well, maybe his name is Robert. Oh, Robert Banks. But, <laughs> but I'm, we just, all... I'm just picturing this in my head, and I just can't. I mean. Why would a parent do that? You're going to have a great future. 
Yeah, I'm seeing some... Let's name our kid Lex Luthor. Yeah. So anyways... Uh, <laughs> so... We might have to pull a bank job. My ham, ham-fisted segue. I'll save you the embarrassment <laughs> this week, Tracy. Okay, I'll great. Take, I'll take the bullet for you. Good, because I didn't write one this week. <laughs> I'm I'm not the hero that you deserve. I'm the hero you need right now. Oh, you have just earned yourself a an appearance for next week. <laughs> Are you saying that I've lived long enough to become the villain? <laughs> I'm saying good night, everybody, and live long and prosper. <laughs> Be excellent to each other, folks. Yes. We'll see you next time. Stop and think before you react. Good night. Good night. <laughs> I like your hat. Thanks. That was fun. Don't forget, no regrets, except maybe one. I mean, Tracy, I don't want, I don't want anything to, you know, we talked about harmony here. I don't want anything to come between us. I don't want anything to break us up. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want, I don't want people to come in here and like. I, 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 I think I, you're on the wrong song. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want people to be like Yoko Ono and break us up. I, I, I think you're on the wrong song. Nice save. <laughs> Because the, ne- the the song next week is Bank uh, Job. Okay. <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.